Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Empire State Conservative Network podcast, episode 108. It is me, your host, Evan, with the All-American Conservative, Solomon Tack. For those of you who are new to the show, we are here to fight back against the leftist agenda that has been plaguing New York State for years. We are committed to bringing you the best in conservative commentary, bringing you real conservative candidates, and exposing rhinos and leftist derangement. First up, impeachment 2020. Democrats keep pushing impeachment. But now, Jerry, I wear my pants around my tits, Nadler, has already put the kibosh on the 2020 election should impeachment fail. As we all know, the Democrats pushed this narrative in 2016 that Donald Trump would not accept the results of the election should he lose, despite him saying he would support Hillary should she win. But we all know the Democrats are still not accepting the results of 2016, which is their whole reason for impeachment. As a reminder, here is a video of Hillary Clinton supporters crying election night 2016. How dare you? So, Tack, as we all know, the House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler said Sunday that President Trump would push to make the 2020 election unfair if he is acquitted of impeachment in Congress. He said, and I quote, the president, based on his past performance, he will do everything he can to make it a not fair election, he said on NBC's Meet the Press. And that is part of what gives us great urgency to proceed with this impeachment. First of all, this is absolutely ridiculous. They, are, they constantly state that he's all for himself and not for the American people, yet everything he has done has been for the American people. Tack, like, really, where, where are they going with this? Are they just trying to be as insane as possible? So I want to know in what way did he just spew it out and say he's just not going to make it fair, or did he say he's not going to make it fair and put some type of factual basis behind it? Because oh, no, they Trump, never have facts, though. They never have facts behind anything they say because they're still assuming that he's a Russian agent, even though there's been proven that there is no evidence to the fact. So let, let's just real quick mention um, Abrams, Stacey Abrams. Oh, right? you mean, is she not the governor of Georgia? I, I thought she was. I, she, 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 keep, she keeps saying that she won that election, so I assume <laughs> she was the governor. So fair and square, right? She loses. And she goes on and on and on and on about how there needs to be recounts. And correct me if I'm wrong. I might be wrong. I'm, I think I'm remembering correctly that every time they recounted, she went further and further behind. Yeah, every time they recounted, she lost. She was losing by more votes. So <laughs> if we see any kind of history in the past, even with, uh, with Bush and, and Al Gore, and I know I was young, but we know every time in the past that they lose an election, 
they always stand up and say, we need a recap. We need a recount. And you constantly see in their districts, their very own districts, people voted by the millions or the, at least the thousands, depending on how big the locality is, people that shouldn't be voting, illegals, people that should be dead, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have Sean King that wants to stand up and say that there's no such thing as election fraud, but then turns around when somebody like Stacey Abrams loses and yells election fraud. I, I think we just need to say screw it and have some voter ID. 100%. But, you know, voter ID is racist because we all know black people are too stupid to get voter free voter ID. Right? <laughs> make, make it free. Shit, we're giving away free stuff already. Why not just make voter ID free? So your birth certificate and your social security card. I don't know how to use a computer to, to even get online to access an application form to get a voter ID and have it mailed to me. Nor do I know how to get in my own car and drive to the DMV to get a license to either operate a vehicle or get a voter identification card. I mean, you go to California, you can just get a license and already be registered to vote. Even if you're Pablo and then you never lived in this country a day in your life, except for 10 minutes that you just decided to walk to the DMV and be a legal registered voter in the state of California. The Cuomo's trying to do the same thing. They're about to give illegals uh, driver's licenses here in New York. But this is the same party who has Cory Booker going, it's sad that we now have more billionaires than people of color. Dude, people are waking up to this skin color garbage. Who had who has support in the black community on the Democrat side? It wasn't Kamala Harris. She had no black support. It's not Cory Booker. He has no black support. It's Joe Biden, an old white man. People are not voting based solely on skin color, which is the first step to getting them to not vote based solely on the letter next to the name, mainly Democrats, because we need to get rid of them. But this is an issue that the Democrats just don't want to accept when they lose. They can't accept the fact that they suck that their candidates suck, that Hillary Clinton was possibly the worst candidate in the history of presidential runs. I'd rather vote for Ross Perot. I'd rather have Ross <laughs> Perot. I'd rather have Bob Dole's corpse up in the White House right now than the spawn of Satan, Hillary Clinton. That is a 100% fact. It's ridiculous. They can't accept that no one really wants these people because they're unpopular. Kamala Harris, they keep talking about Kamala Harris, this top-tier candidate. Oh, it's racism. It's not racism. She's a lunatic. Every time she opened her mouth, her poll numbers went down. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Elizabeth Warren. These people are not likable. Their ideas are trash. And the American people are not that stupid. They're really figuring out, like, oh, these people are kind of trash. Obama had really bad policies, but he was a snake oil salesman. He was able to kind of schmooze people and go, oh, I'm a moderate. I want to help everybody, which was a lie. He wasn't a moderate. He was full of crap. But he was able to schmooze them. Everyone, all these other candidates, they're garbage, they're insane, and they show it all the time. What pisses me off, uh, talking about the race thing, as blacks, we often act like these politicians owe us a, a shit ton, right? But the community doesn't know how to leverage at all when it comes to, to politics and to having somebody actually come into their community. We are such a small percentage of the population at 12%. None of them need our, needs our votes whatsoever. There's so many of us that are in a prison population that that shrinks our ability to vote even more. You know felons aren't allowed to vote. 
So 12% of the population, even if all 12% can vote, it still wouldn't even dent what happened. Trump won the presidency without the black vote. And that now he had, now he has 35% black support in the black community. Exactly. So all of these people that are sitting, like you said, these snake oil salesmen running around the black, uh, uh, what was the name, um, with the blonde hair and Kirk Kirsten Gillibrand. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. The worst. <laughs> the all worst. these people that's just running around trying to rub shoulders with you and grease up your elbows a little bit. And they don't, they know inside, they don't need us. This is why they get voted in, turn around, and nothing ever happens within a black community. It just gets worse. They, you have no leverage. If you get leverage, it will be 20 times better. You know um, what I think? I think the big thing, though, they go for with the black vote. I don't think they're actually going for the black vote, really. I think they're going for that white liberal vote. Because if they see that, oh, look, they're supported by the black community. I want to support the black community, too. I'm going to vote for this Democrat. That's what they do. That's what they do. Apologetics. It's their job to raise up the black community. Because, you know, they can't do it themselves because they're completely incapable, apparently. I need a pet black man. It's really hard. I mean, tag, that's why you're on the show. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it the other way around? Uh, yeah, I need you to get my message out there. <laughs> but yeah, that's we just way. definitely just got kicked off of Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way the cookie crumbles, and it's a shame. And because of that, we constantly we see them using it as a way to push their agenda forward. Um, the the per small percentage of the black vote, the Dead people that have been dead since 1921 and still voting, and the illegals who they allow to register to vote in the state of California while they're going and getting their driver's licenses. But black people are too stupid to get a voter ID. Just saying. There, it's always it's that buzzword racism 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 it's it's how they hook people in oh i don't i don't i want to fight racism let me vote for the democrats because they're fighting racism they're not they're keeping poor people and people or well, people of color down by with the welfare system and with this this system of government dependency it doesn't lift people up it never has it never will redistribution of wealth has never worked and mm-hmm. Their policies have been garbage. They've ruined every major American city over the last 50 years. Look at Chicago. Look at Baltimore. Look at New York before Rudy Giuliani. Look at the entire state of California. Mm -hmm. Democrat policies do not work. They don't work for white people. They don't work for black people. They don't work for Hispanics, Asians, Indians. No one. They do not work. They only work for people who don't work. But Trump is going to be unfair in the next election and do whatever he has to win. His policies speak for themselves. If that's unfair, I'm sorry, Democrats. Create some beautiful policies and maybe you'll win. But until then. <laughs> but, this, but this is the whole thing. They go, he, he's so selfish. Selfish? The guy doesn't take a salary. The guy has done nothing but create jobs and help improve this country over the last three years. And all you've done is attack him over stuff that you were doing. Mm-hmm. This is all stuff that they were doing. Hillary Clinton has been in bed with Russia for years. Bill Clinton was in bed with Russia. Barack Obama is on a hot mic telling a Russian 
official that he can be more flexible after he's reelected and will help Putin out. These are readily available videos online, yet Donald Trump is the Russian puppet. It doesn't even make sense. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Oh, God. Well, AOC is back in the news, thank God. Two things. First off, Tack, you have a story about our favorite representative, always obviously communist, who uh, has claimed that she grew up poor and her family had nothing and they were on food stamps and she was starving and she would have starved at 18 should, you know, Trump's current policies go in. But first of all, you found some information online about her. So I'd like to share that. Bonita Novia Ocasio-Cortez. I'm lying, by the way. She, she's not my girlfriend. But, uh, and she looks like a donkey. <laughs> she's not good looking. I don't understand this thing where the, de- where the left is always like, oh, you're just scared because she's gorgeous. Are you sexually attracted to donkeys? Because I'm not. <laughs> she has cute mannerisms, all right? <laughs> don't judge her. Just look at the way she, like, moves and maneuvers around the camera. But this is the same person who took a photo going, oh, and they're going to apologize now that Amazon's putting headquarters in New York City. I saved us so much money. You didn't save us money. A tax abatement is money that Amazon would not have to pay to New York, not money that would be given from New York to Amazon. Exactly. so stupid. But tell us this. Let's get into this so we can get into the last part, so we can get into the next part, so we can talk about Lizzo's <laughs> So, yes, this, the woman who has struggled all of her life she is from the Boogie Down, my the home. Down Westchester? The home I claim, right? The Boogie Down Bronx. She's actually from the Boogie Down Westchester. You got it right. <laughs> the suburbs of the BX, all right? She claims to have struggled. She grew up poor. She knows the lifestyle, right? But get this. Growing up, her parents owned not one property, not two properties, but three whole properties. Oh, my God. How many other New Yorkers do you know that owns three park properties, including condos, apartment, a house? Not many, right? All of the taxes that you have to pay in New York, and you own three properties. And we would have never discovered this had this not have been for a 2008 court filing because her mom only listed the Bronx condo, failing to include the Yorktown Heights, which is valued at $300,000, failing to include the uh, Bronx apartment. And she sold the Yorktown Heights after she spruced it up for $355,000. But this young girl from the Bronx that the Democratic Party propped up to make it look like they had a woman of color who understood us who come from the hood. She doesn't understand anything. (laughs) She doesn't understand basic economics. Those of us who grew up, you know what I mean, in the shelter system on 170th Street in Grand Concourse versus Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who has grown up with a family that owned three houses or three properties in New York City. In New York as a whole, not just New York City. The, her father, although he ended up accruing a, a good amount of debt, 
continuously bought properties in order to leverage the other one. So if you had an amount, if you had enough money to continuously buy properties and vehicles and try to leverage them one against the other, why not sell it and get yourself out of debt instead of trying to hold on to it? Now, I know you want to go and talk about the, uh, her talking about being on, on welfare, food stamps, and all of that, but we're going to, I'm going to finish that once you break into that. All right. So another thing she, another time she, you know, showed herself to be a liar and full, completely full of crap. She went after President Trump's new policy on about EBT food stamps, which would require a certain amount of work hours per week in order to maintain your time on welfare. And she came out with a tweet that said, my family relied on food stamps when my dad died at 48. Uh, I was a student. And if this happened to me, we might have just starved. First of all, you were 18 years old. You could have went out and get a job. Let me just put that out there right there. 18 years old. I don't care if you're a student. You can still work. And she was a bartender after she graduated college anyway. She could have just started as a bartender then because she has no intelligence or skills. And then she goes, now many people will. It's shameful how the GOP works overtime to create freebies for the rich while dissolving the lifelines of those who need it most. It's not a lifeline. Welfare for the most, for a very large portion of people is abused. And she declined to mention that this would only affect people 18 to 49 who are childless and not disabled. So it's people who have no children and can work. These are the people she's defending. This is the same nonsense that came out when she had her Green New Deal website, people who are not inclined to work. Even the leftists who I work with complain about people on welfare who can work and choose not to. No one wants people free riding the system except for those free riding it. Americans need to be willing to stand up and say this in public and not be afraid of being shamed because, oh, you're punching down on poor people. People who can work and choose not to should not be receiving anything from anyone. It is our money. The government gets its money from taxes. Taxes come from the people. This is complete nonsense. Again, she is completely full of crap. So with that being said, we understand that her mother only claimed one residence. Only claimed one residence. Do you believe that if she went and sat down in the EBT office and said, I own three properties, but I need food stamps because I'm struggling, that they would have ever gave her food stamps? Oh, absolutely not. She should be investigated for welfare fraud. <laughs> there we go. I'm just saying, every time this woman opens up her mouth, she acts like people aren't going to go back and fact check and see just what the hell she's talking about. Now, the article that I sent you was somebody who was trying to defend her. <laughs> let, me, let me defend her. She's a person of the people, even though you know, they have three properties. <laughs> she, they tried to defend her, but they didn't know that she was going to open up her mouth and say this. So we were able to go back and see just how she actually grew up. She wasn't poor. She was not poor. She just had a mom and a dad who didn't know how to leverage and, and use their money to work for them. But they had plenty of it to go around. Plenty of it, obviously. Her student loan debt is supposedly anywhere between $15,000 and $50,000. And let's not forget that she also had that, when she first got to D.C., she had that $2,500 a month apartment that she was crying about being too expensive. 
But congressional salaries are what? $174,000? Yeah. A year? A year. This is a woman who wears $3,000 outfits and complains about income inequality. She's just stupid. She is dumb. She is very, very dumb. She's the best when she can be coached, when everything is set up, and she gets softball interview questions. The second you put her in front of a hot mic or you put her in front of people asking her questions, she goes, "Um, oh, well, you see, the thing is, um, but that's it. She can't handle herself. It's the same thing we saw with Greta Thunberg when she gave her speech at the UN and she was so brave and stunning and amazing. And she really told it to the world leaders. And then they, someone asked her a question outside and she was like, um, uh, um, uh, uh, because these people are coached. They are not experts. They are actors. This is the problem. You're taking these new people, take these newsreels and they go, this person is so inspiring. They're not, they're coached. Anyone can be a parrot. Anyone can just read something that they don't believe in and tell it to you for a price. It's very, very easy. I'm doing it right now. I'm kidding. I'm not doing it right now, but it is not difficult. You can coach these people. She was found to a casting call. They wanted someone who could act. This is someone who has a degree in economics, but doesn't understand economics. She was a bartender. She wasn't even working in the field. She wasn't trying to work in politics. She wanted a way out of bartending and she got it. And she's full of crap and she looks like a donkey. I want you to panic. You have thrown away my childhood. Oh, God, don't even start with that. (laughs) We're going to cover this probably later this week, but she's been nominated as one of the time people of the year. We're going to cover it later in the week. That's going to be next episode. We're going to get more into that because there's a lot of Greta Thunberg clips that I want to put into this. We don't have time for that today. All right, last seg- last section before we get to how dare you. Culpeper County Sheriff Scott Jenkins is a true American hero. He made a vow during a Board of Supervisors meeting last week in which the panel unanimously agreed to declare the county a Second Amendment constitutional county. He said, I will deputize thousands if necessary in order to defend the Second Amendment. This man is a true American hero. He is not alone, though. There are people in Colorado who have done the same thing. There are people in upstate New York, western New York more specifically, who have said they will not enforce the SAFE Act. They will not enforce red flag laws. People need to remember that and police officers need to remember and the heads of these police departments need to remember that you swore an oath to the Constitution to uphold the Constitution of the United States. Your oath is to the people. It is not to the government. You are Amen. there to protect the people. You are there to protect the Constitution. Amen. We need to remember that. We need to start taking this to police departments around New York, around Virginia, around everywhere, getting support from these police departments that, hey, if the, you are not going to enforce unconstitutional gun laws. I will protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. Is the Before you even say the words of all officers appointed above me or whatever, you know what I mean? It's I will protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. If there is a law that somebody puts into play thinking that they're smart, you are not to enforce that law. You're not, you, you are not to enforce the law. If you want to sit down and talk to lawyers and say, is this law enforceable and then allow and push it through the Supreme Court and you want to handle it the political way or the correct way, then go ahead and do it. But until you figure out what that law is about, you don't have to sit there and just 
openly defy and lose your job. But until you figure out what that law is about, just don't even follow it. It's the same thing Martin Luther King did and the rest of them did when they were getting ice cream poured over their heads, sitting at the table in Woolsworth. You know, okay, we're going to go and take people's guns. Well, I took the oath that said I'm going to protect the, the Constitution of the United States. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to a, a lawyer that's willing to go up to the Supreme Court and, and fight that battle. And until this is, is said, that it's set in stone by the Supreme Court, I'm not going to touch anybody's guns. And all it's going to take is for the entire department and for the heads of those departments, like Sheriff Jenkins, to realize that you don't have to you don't have to just go out and do it just because some politician that got voted in said to do it. They represent you too. You help vote them in. Make them represent who you are and what you want. Put them to work. But thank you, Sheriff Jenkins. You are a true American hero. And to everyone else standing up for Second Amendment rights in police departments across the country, we thank you. There needs to be more of you. We are trying to make this happen. All right, to our final segment, How Dare You? How dare you? Lizzo, the popular diabetes spokesperson, was at the Lakers game the other night and thought it was a good idea to wear a dress with no ass and a thong and show everyone what she was packing when she was put on the Jumbotron. Here's a quick clip. If you have a weak stomach, I suggest you cover your eyes. The response to people who have been against her showing her ass in public where there are children um, has been, you know, not exactly what you would expect from the left. Um, you're fat phobic. How dare you body shame someone? I'm sorry. Diabetes. It's public. I don't care. Listen, I'm perfectly fine with the fact that she loves herself. That's great. She should love herself. Every No one should hate themselves. Mostly because if you hate yourself, you're not going to try to improve yourself. Especially if you're overweight. So if you hate yourself, you're like, well, I'm just a piece of trash. I shouldn't get any better. Let me just keep eating bonbons and talking shit on the couch. But if you love yourself, you should be taking care of yourself, right? The problem is not that she loves her body. It's not even the fact that she owns this insane dress. I'm not a fashion expert. But that's not the fact that she owns a dress that has no ass. Or that she wore it in public with a thong. It's that she showed it at a basketball game. I'm I'm trying to figure out where she got like she's not from the South. She's from Detroit, Michigan. You're not getting sweet tea in Detroit, Michigan. How dare you? How did you work with so much? Is what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> You're not getting that Southern loving. Where did all of that come from, Lizzo? <laughs> Please explain it to me. Being from so far up north, it must have been that clam chowder they all eat. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> That's what I'm guessing. But dude, this is, they defend, this is what happens. It's not that we don't want her to be herself. It's that we don't want you doing this in public. It's not appropriate. Exactly. It's, it's the same thing they do with this drag queen story hour bullshit. Stop bringing sexuality out into public around children. It doesn't belong there. Exactly. That dress belongs in the bedroom with whatever is willing to be in there with you. But then you have radio hosts like Bevy Smith going, uh, suggesting that Lizzo, Lizzo, Lizzo haters, okay, are sexist, that they are hateful humans who won't rest until Lizzo feels bad about herself like so many other women regardless of size. 
Folks don't get that attacks on Lizzo is what happens to women, all women, constantly in their lives. You could literally be feeling good as hell and folks don't like it. That is not what is going on. Uh, it's That's not what's going on. If I walked around with my ass hanging out of my pants, I would hope someone would grab me, shake me until my brain recalibrated and gave me some real pants. No one should be showing their ass in public at a basketball game. There's a time and a place for every day. And like you said, the time and a place for something like that is the bedroom. There, and just piggybacking, there are so many kids who go to these basketball games with their parents that just want to have a nice time out as a family. And then there you go. Some grown-ass woman has their ass hanging out in front of your children. That is not how I want to raise any of my kids at all. Curiosity is, is natural. They're going to start going through it. You know what I mean? But at a certain age, they don't need to be exposed to that. They need to just remain children. And that is not what these people get. Oh, don't sexualize it. Don't think of it in that manner. If you stop sexualizing stuff, there's not going to be, we're not even going to be having kids anymore. We're just going to be dumb-brained apes banging our head against the wall. This is literally what they do, though. When they tell you that, oh, it's important to introduce children to different genders and different sexualities at a young age so they become accepting. No, they don't understand these things. The time to introduce them to all these different things that all these different people do is when they're in, in puberty, when they're finding their sexual identity. You don't find your sexual identity in, in first grade. You don't find it in fifth grade. You find it when you go through puberty. Exactly. This is not the appropriate place. It's not the appropriate time. To hail this woman as a hero for wearing a dress with no ass in public is stupid and disgusting and just ridiculous. And again, once again, 100%. Fully support her loving herself, loving her body. People of all shapes and sizes, that's fine. You can love yourself. We're not talking about healthy versus unhealthy here today. Okay, that's a completely different story. She can love herself, that's fine. Some, every, if you're a fan of hers, that's fine. I don't particularly Some like her music. Are chasers. Don't judge them. Yeah, if that's, what, if that's what you're into, that's fine. We have, remember, we do not care what two consenting adults do in the privacy of their bedroom. This is not the bedroom. This is the Staples Center. You need to check your location. <laughs> More cushion for the pusher. Oh, God, you killed me, Tiger. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you tune in later in the week. We will have another episode up. But make sure that you are following us on Instagram at GetRedPilledNY. Make sure you are following TAC at SolomonTAC. That's two A's and a C. There is no K in TAC. Make sure you follow us on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on SoundCloud, YouTube, and on iTunes at Empire State Conservative Network. And I'm pretty sure those are all the places. Uh, guys, if you have any comments, opinions, things you want us to cover, make sure you message us on Instagram. Put it in the comments on YouTube. Put it in the comments on the Facebook group. We are willing to read to give you topics that you want to hear about. This podcast is for you. We're not doing this for money yet. Exactly. I More pushing for the pushing. <laughs> killing me, Tack. You're killing me that. All right. For that, I'm Evan. That's Tack. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. And don't let fear take your freedom.